Well, it's all about the Cox Plate this morning. Big preview coming up. But this horse, when you go back and reflect, he's just an outstanding horse, isn't he? Alligator Blood. He was $55,000, bred by Jerry Harvey. He was bought by Alan Andres at the Magic Millions, lot 22, back in 2018. He's won as a two-year-old. Of course, then his three-year-old career was outstanding. A couple of features, Gold Edition, Vaux Rogue. He was first past the post in the Magic Millions, three-year-old guineas, of course. That's been well documented. He then went won the Hayes. He won the Australian guineas. And, of course, then a decision was made after the All-Star Mile that Gay Waterhouse and Adrian would train this horse. And he hasn't looked back. He's seven, but you wouldn't know it looking at the, the horse. <laughs> Fifteen wins from 33. Gay Waterhouse, good morning. Uh, good morning, Steve, and all your wonderful listeners. No, he's, a, he's an evergreen, and he's the size of a tank. He has a behind like a dining room table, uh, and he's a, a very big, substantial gelding. Wonderful horse. That was an outstanding performance, chasing down that tearaway leader last start, deny knowledge in the Caulfield Stakes 2000. Certainly was. Uh, I never had any doubt that he wouldn't run 2000 or run the Cox Plate distance out with his eyes shut. You only have to go back to his father, his sire, all too hard. And they were fighting out Cox Plate, Ting and Piero. Uh, you know, he's a very durable, very tough and wonderful turn of foot. Uh, and he's also got a high cruising speed. He's really a true, absolute real package. Tell us a bit more about him, because it hasn't all been plain sailing. I mentioned David had him early, and then there was an issue with the kissing spine. But what are some of the things that you've done with him to get him really focused and, and racing so well as an older horse now? I think the biggest thing I've said before is to get them to relax, get them to be eating, you know, big feeds, eat huge feed. We feed all grain, you know, and, and loosen and barley and oats and chaff and a boiled feed. So it's very much an old-fashioned feed, whereas nowadays most of the horses get pellets. So, he, he, you know, uh, uh, just getting to chill out, can go to the beach, you know, sometimes I jump them, you know, I do all sorts of different things to keep them mentally uh, alert. But he's a very straightforward character, Steve. You know, he's one of those, like a prize fighter. He gets his mind well and truly on when he gets to the racetrack, where I'm going, what I'm doing, rolls up his sleeves and then just delivers a punch. And Gay, last year, was it just the wet track that you put it down to in the Cox Plate when he rolled up outside Zaki last year? He wasn't beaten that far, but it was a heavy surface. I think the biggest problem was that the two jockeys um, kept eyeballing each other all the time, Jamie Carr and, and Tim, Tim Clark. And I think they were <clears throat> worrying about each other so much uh, that it, it may have affected the result, uh, you know, and it's hard not to, you know, you're riding against these people and you knew your main opposition was Zaki, you know, uh, and I said to Tim, just chill out, don't worry about it. Your, your most important thing is winning the race. The, all, every one of the horses in the, in the Cox Plate is the opposition. Um, just don't worry about one horse, just ride your own race. I think it'd be totally different, uh, you know, this year. It's interesting, Steve, it's, it's raining lightly now as we speak. Can you tell it to nick off? To what? <laughs> Can you tell it to go away? No, 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 I can't tell it to go away. <laughs> One thing I've got no control over, the Lord has total control over that. <laughs> Gay, we know he'll be in the first couple settling down. That's just his pattern. Have you spoken to Rob and Tim about possible tactics on him? He seems pretty foolproof. Very uh, bulletproof. Look, no, I, I think it's best to, once the scratchings come out on, on race morning, your mind's set for that. You know, we've been to the valley twice this week. We went on Saturday and he had a lovely stretch, you know, real hit out there. We went for a stretch and extend on Tuesday, just 
be guided around there. It wouldn't have blown a candle out, uh, Jordan Charles reported. Uh, you know, uh, we'll worry about that tomorrow on Saturday. Mm. That'll be, we'll be rolling up our sleeves, hoping to deliver the punch. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, Gay? When you look at the map, he's drawn perfectly. Uh, the horses that have got the speed out wide are Zaki and Romantic Warrior. So whatever way you look at it, he's going to get the perfect run. He could potentially box seat out of the straight the first time. I hope so. I hope so. You know, look, you don't know till you leg the, the jockey on and they're out on the, the, the race what can happen, you know. Anything can happen in a race. That's the element of unpredictability. But it's you know it's it's good. He's in the race, and he's uh, we can't have him any fitter or any happier. Did you remember when he first turned up at your stable and what you thought of him at the time? Uh, yeah, he's turned up a, a bit like when we got Northern Meteor. You know, he was a nice horse. He was already a Group One winner for David. Uh, so. You know, but he'd been out of form a long time, so you've always got a bit of a task, haven't you, to try to recapture whatever ability they had. Um, so, you know, I just let the horses show me what they're doing first. I, I don't have preconceived ideas about them. I'm pretty like a blank page looking at them and see what they tell me. Gay, just on the Melbourne Cup coming up on the 7th, of course, Tuesday week, are you going to have a, a runner? couple of runners and we're going to have more than a runner Steve. we've got three fantastic runners owned by people all over australia and even as far afield as uh, south africa and england um we've got military mission who's been the unsung hero fourth in the metropolitan and probably should have fought the finish out um and then he came out and won the herbert power uh he's right on form and he's a very unassuming gelding uh, we've got Knight Order. We call him the, the old warrior. He goes to the Mooney Valley Cup tomorrow night. Loves a bit of sting out of the ground, which he'll have. Uh, and, of course, then you've got a very uh, beautiful gelding owned by uh, Nick and Lloyd Williams and their group of investors called Serpentine. And you should Google Serpentine because he won the English Derby by yes, about Yes, I remember length. that very well. Uh, uh, and any of your listeners should well and truly... It's, the most devastating win. Came to Australia, couldn't scratch himself, couldn't win a race to save his. And then one night, Lloyd uh, uh, Williams at dinner said, you should be buying whatever horse it was from me because we were talking about his sales. I said, no, Lloyd, you should be giving me the horses to train. And, and he saw the light and he and Nick very kindly sent us three horses, one of them Serpentine. And He's been a joy. Remember, he won first up at Eagle Farm, and the commentator said, "This is the first English Derby horse to step out of Eagle Farm." <laughs> he did too. The old Queensland winter form. You got to love it, haven't you? I mean, Alligator Blood beat Private Eye, the Everest winner. Yes, exactly. And it's a wonderful time of year because the, the, the weather's so kind there. The tracks are great, uh, and the form's very strong. That comes out of Queensland. Military mission. Who rides him in the Melbourne Cup? Uh, Rachel King, who's won on him before. She's had great success with the gelding. Um, uh, Serpentine's Jai McNeil. Uh, and Knight's Order will be Jordan Charles, who we wanted the same jockey on him on uh, Mooney Valley Cup night and in the Cup. And Jordan's really our Melbourne rider and doing very well. Mm. Gay, Jay Marrera rode um, that horse, didn't, it, didn't he, last start, of course, and got the money there, um, military mission. What's the secret with these imports as we wrap up? What's... What do you, are they, obviously they're all different, but is there anything you do with them when they arrive or obviously, you know, change of climate and stuff like that? Is there any little trick that you do with them? Well, the feed's the biggest thing. They go, they go from uh, being all on pellets to, to getting really substantial feeds. That takes them a while to adjust to. The warmer weather, 
uh, straight away their coats turn, so they get a often they come with a summer coat, they get a winter coat or vice versa. Um, the, the shorter, sharper work that we do in Australia because the tracks are that way. So, you, you know, the, the horse over 18 months probably grows about, um, well, I, we call it a hand, you know, the size of your hand. That's how much they grow. Uh, Steve, it's, it's dramatic, the difference in them. Uh, they get a bigger cover, bigger bump. They're just the substantial big horses. Of course, their anaerobic level is what holds them in such good stead when it comes to these staying races. I've heard many people say that, but just what you said there, less is more with them. I know a lot of trainers made the mistake when they got them initially all those years ago, start working them a bit too hard, thinking they, they needed it. But a lot of them say, you know, a lot less than what you said, shorter, sharper sort of gallops with these some of these imports. Well, I, I do more staying type work with them and always have. But, uh, you know, they, they, they are a different, uh, different package to Australian horses. They can easily break down, not because uh, they're fine of bone, but, uh, you know, they're in their boxes. There's sometimes 22 out of 24 hours overseas. That's what people don't realise. You know, out here we've got them to the pool and we've got them out in the afternoon and in the morning and, you know, going to the beach. Yeah, they do a lot of work in Australia. It's low grade work all the time, but you know, often they're just not used to it. Their feet are much more tunnelled. You know, their feet are a smaller, clubbier foot. Of course, they're standing in boxes so much. Our horse has got a much broader, bigger, bigger foot in Australia. They're very different. Just back to your jockey too, Tim Clark. He's a real team player. I think he's ridden about 240 winners or 241 winners for yourself and Adrian. Oh, he's fabulous. Uh, Tim's a, a, a very easy person to work with, a very nice person. He's a beautiful jockey. He's got, I always say he's got beautiful hands. Uh, and that, that by that, I mean that when he rides a horse, he's very kind with it. I know he, he can have a horse on the speed. He can have a horse back in the field. He's just got a, a lovely uh, way of the horses relaxed for him. He's a great jockey. And you know who rode the most winners when you were training before you linked up with Adrian? Most winners for you? Chris Muntz. Yes, 354. Thank you so much. Yeah, I was talking to him the other day. He said I was ringing for a bit of advice. And I said, when I gave him the advice, he didn't listen. I said, well, that's the problem, Chris. What sort of advice was it? But anyway, he said, uh, I said, you're too impatient. I said, patience is a virtue when you're training horses. Very funny. Now we get on terrifically well. I've got great admiration for Chris. He's made the, the, the transition from jockey to trainer, which is not easy. It's very difficult. And uh, he's a great success story. All right. Well, you won just about anything, everything in the country. Uh, this race, it could be yours on the weekend. It could be, Steve. It could be. Good luck. I know your dad won seven, didn't, didn't I say that at the start? Thanks, Gay. Hey, Gay, Steve. Nice to see you. Gay Waterhouse telling us a bit about the horse uh, Alligator Blood and... As I said, uh, when you reflect uh, and you just think, well, he's been around since a two-year-old. He won his first start at the Sunshine Coast, December 2018. He beat Ripon with ease and Stampy that particular day. Jeff Lloyd, who's been retired for a couple of years, <laughs> won on him um, that particular day. And I mentioned all those runs, you know, as a three-year-old, um, the, the Caulfield Guineas Prelude, second in the Guineas to Super Seth. He was nailed in the last bound and then, uh, you know, the following in the summer of that year, you know, gold edition win, Bay Rogue, first past the post in the Magic Minions. I'll never forget that day. That was all the drama, getting to the track. Remember that? He was running late. They delayed the race for him. Uh, I think Emma 
Emma was driving David's partner, the truck, the float, and there was another girl. I can't think of her name. I had her on the air. Um, she's, she was on the Survivor program, and they were doing it together. Uh, Emma driving, and the young lady was navigating. I'm just trying to find her name. It might have been Tara, actually. I don't know where I pulled that from. Um, yeah, Tara Pitt. There you go. As I said, something, something, sometimes my own mind surprises me. Uh, Tara Pitt was the girl, and they navigated all the traffic, and they got there on that particular day. But just uh, we know what happened subsequently with a positive finding. So, but then the Hayes and then the Australian Guineas, and I mentioned on and on and on. Uh, but last start, to do what he did is not easy when you've got a horse running 11-11, one of those splits to nine knowledge led by nine or ten during the mid-stages. This horse was second. Then he had to chase, bring the field up bring the field up to that mare that was tiring and then kick away. Look, his last 200 wasn't great because he's obviously, but it, but when he put them away, that sort of last 600 to the 200 sectional was very, very quick indeed, or very solid without a go to blood. His overall splits were 37, 64, 25, 54, 13, 26, which was the fourth fastest. The fastest last 600 is a horse called Jewess.